I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Starbucks coffee, I really like it. I don't love love it. Espresso, sorry, I should say espresso. The espresso, yeah, yeah. It's got a yeah. To be fair, that's a really blanket statement because uh, there's so many different flavors of Starbucks coffee. So like, there's really not though. If you've ever noticed, they all taste exactly the same. Uh, I don't know, man. I had a, a PSL. Not too long ago. <laughs> well, yeah, months, definitely tastes different when you put um, and, a whole uh, manufacturing plant's worth of dairy and sugar into it. That tasted different. <laughs> but if you uh, you can go to the there's uh, in different big cities they have the Starbucks Reserve where they have like all these special beans that oh, they like, like the, don't carry in the like regular the reserve, shops, um, like the reserve uh, store. store. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's really impressive, actually. Well, I mean, that brings us on to our Jesus today's Christ. sponsor of the, of yeah. the episode. <laughs> Thank you to Starbucks. Basic starting to <laughs> podcast. You know, I really like Starbucks. Larry, how's the how's the Parkinson's? <laughs> Bitter. <laughs> Bitter. <laughs> kind of um, like Starbucks coffee. We're fucking back in Vancouver. Uh, we are back in our our little home away from home. We're back in the radio station uh, that our good friend Larry here always. Seems to set us up when we're in town, uh, yeah. and and for those of you who might be tagging tagging along with us uh, as of recently, you may not have known, but Larry was on our show uh, before, back Price. when you were starting your your show uh, um, when life gives you Parkinson's. Right. Yeah, that's been a year and a half now. Yeah, uh, which is your own podcast. Yeah, and um, I guess the name kind of kind of explains it. Yeah, it's when life gives you. Parkinson's. Which life gave you that. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> How lucky am I? <laughs> and so you made lemonade? Uh, no, uh, you just shake it off. Oh. Uh, hey. Hey. I love okay. it. I love okay. it. Uh, yeah, good start love it. on this Sunday uh, morning. Uh, Larry, for, I guess the first question is, how's the fucking podcast going? Uh, the podcast is uh, amazing. It's um, it really, I mean, as you guys know, I mean, people... Who listen, love you, and they, um, they, it's a community, right? You build yeah. a community of people, uh, and there's people all over the world that have Parkinson's that are listening to the podcast, and, you know, it's opened up a ton of doors. I went to Kyoto, Japan, and did podcasts from there from the World Parkinson Congress. And, I was just in Kyoto. Yeah, oh, yeah, so it's a love cool spot. Kyoto. Yeah. And then I'm going uh, to England to do a live uh, show Sweet. at a conference there, and it's got me traveling all over the U.S. with the Michael J. Fox Foundation. So it's it's been it's been amazing. That's cool. amazing. Uh, it, it's interesting because with Sick Boy, we have a community of people who um, 
live with all types of illnesses, who work in healthcare. There's there's such a variety of of people that listen. I imagine that your community is the same in a lot of ways, but but also that there's probably just a ton of people who live with Parkinson's that are listening. Yeah, but they, there are the other people that have diseases that are even more niche. Okay, where where it's like a neurodegenerative or whatever, and they can relate to it, and so and they'll they'll email or write it, you know, write in or they'll leave voicemails for us and. Like they're like, hey, just thanks for doing this because like there's nothing else out there. Yeah, for and you, for it, I was just gonna say though, the second part of that was was for you um, going through your own experience of living with Parkinson's. Um, what has been the the greatest thing about having this community of listeners to relate relate with? Well, for me, it's it's not just a community of listeners. It's it's it, they're my support group. I mean, really. So, like, when I can't sleep in the middle of the night, I've got friends in Australia and Europe that are up and at them, so I can reach out to yeah. them, I can call them, whatever. And nice. so, so rather than just sit in my own, you know, house and play a video game, I can actually, you know, reach out to somebody. There's nothing wrong with video games. No, <laughs> no, I know I do that too, but <laughs> but like it's nice to be able to have like that global population did, support. Did you, you did you like before you started the show? Um, because uh, I remind me why why did you start uh, when life gives you Parkinson's was it was it like a, a you know a way for you to like a cathartic way for you to just express what you were going through you know I was kind of pissed because I was looking for a podcast from the patient perspective mm. and all I could find was doctors and researchers and the, the the you know nothing wrong with like the Mike J Fox Foundation podcast sure. or or any of these other groups that have their own podcasts but they're very corporate or they're very sure. research based and I was looking for the patient experience yeah. and I couldn't find it and I'm like well here I am a guy with Parkinson's who has 30 years in radio maybe I ought to do this myself right yeah. Yeah. did you think did you think that uh, in starting this that you would end up having the like support network that you no. end up with. That yeah. wasn't no. That wasn't the intent of it. Yeah, I mean, that that's just a happy accident. I mean, it's uh, pretty beautiful. It's it's really amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, I the, the people you meet are just remarkable, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's unbelievable. And the medium, I mean, just podcasting as a medium over the past, I mean, decade, a little over a decade, is just a fascinating way to be able to say, "Hey, I have this. I this. There's this. There's this gap." And there's this need that's not being met by the by the products or by the things that are out there now, and and kind of goes back to the origins of Sick Boy listening to Kevin Smith at that um, at that screening mm. was like if you, do you have a phone do you have an idea now you've got a podcast and you can you can meet that need and you know for you and for us like that patient perspective and give that and bring that to an audience and all of a sudden you've got a community and people are listening to you from every corner of the globe and people that felt alone now feel connected. Mm. Right. And, and, and you can do it from your fucking living room. Yeah. Or a radio station. Yeah. Or or a radio station. I mean, this, this makes us feel really professional. High quality production radio station. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'll I'll tell you much like sick boy, you know, you started with your story, the CF story. Uh, and, and I thought it was going to be just a, a way for me to tell my story, but now season two is more about telling other people's stories or exploring yeah. the different avenues or being an advocate as opposed to just sort of here's my story. Yeah, you know, it's it's trying to trying to get answers to things that don't seem right in that's, the community. That's cool. So do you you feel like there's a um, do you feel like there's 
like the same way that a, a TV show, you know, it tells us it tells one story in season one and tells another in season two. Do you kind of feel like that's sort of been the progression of the show? Like yeah, the, it's, it's it's evolving for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I want to I want to uh, kind of dive into what your experience has been like since we last talked with uh, with Parkinson's because I know this is a neurodegenerative disease that's, that's so You're hard right? to say. Uh, say. Say it one more time. Neurodegenerative. Gen- really degenerative. Have to, you have to like break Degenerative. It up. You got to really neurodegenerative. Neurodegenerative. The the more you say anything, the weirder it becomes. Right. Spaghetti. Yeah. So um, so Larry. Spaghetti. <laughs> Spaghetti. All right. Don't say it deeper. Like <laughs> Larry, you what can't is, even uh, hear the H. <laughs> uh, let's start with the. Let's start with like where we kind of left off last time. Like how how have things started to progress for you over the last year and a half? I mean, you look you look. Uh, I'm handsome right now. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> very fun. handsome. Yeah, it, didn't, it didn't change your looks. That's that's for uh, damn sure. No, well, like uh, most recently, I woke up this morning with uh, dystonia in my feet, and so like I'm having trouble walking today. So like, what's Estonia again? It's like, a, it's like, like a, a, a real big cramp in your foot or your mm. oh shit, or your, your neck ar- or is it whatever. The arch of your foot? Does yeah, it f- it's a, it's like on the big toe, so I can't put my big toe down. Okay, uh, it's but it's like clawed, like like it curls in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's a beautiful thing that happens to, to a lot of folks with Parkinson's, and uh, I have neuropathy in my feet too. Which so they're not only are they numb and stinging, now they're pain. I mean, it's like a combination of crap. Uh, well, wait, n- neuropathy in your feet. I thought like neuropathy was something that just kind of like happened in your brain. No, have you ever, has your foot ever fallen asleep? Yeah. It's kind of what it feels like, but with, but with also the stinging needles type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, or, it, or it feels like it's on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the yeah. technical term for pins and needles? I don't know. <laughs> like, he's he's not a doctor. Can you, can you look up neuropathy? The like and and just read the like the definition of it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious. You guys continue, and I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll chime back in. Uh, I've been getting more nerve pain in my shoulders, and so I've mm. been doing acupuncture and cupping for that, and that's been better. Yeah, yeah. Man, cupping is fucking crazy. Uh, isn't it great? Yeah. I love it. I love it too. I also love that it makes me look like I just fucked a giant squid or like a, you know, like something out of a out of a fucking. Uh, My ten year old loves it. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, dad. I just yeah. had cupping uh, like a week ago, and it's it feels so good. It does feel great. If there's something that there's something incredible about about that feeling of having your like having your fascia just kind of like pulled away from your your. Your internal body, like you're, it just you can feel the like this the tearing and separation, but not like bad tearing. It's like good tearing. It's like it's like when you make your bed and you lift your sheet up and you put air under it. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, what a fucking perfect way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. That fresh, that oh, fresh man. breeze of air That's under nice. your sheets. Oh, um, your sheets being your connective tissue and your muscles. I'm also an active dreamer. Oh, see, so I've got the REM behavior disorder. Oh, fuck, yeah. We got to talk about your sleep apnea, too, Larry. Yeah. Okay, so wait, what does that mean, an active dreamer? So like- uh, so, so there's a lot of things that can go wrong with somebody with Parkinson's when they sleep, um, and I've, I've got a few of them here. So the insomnia, which I've had, excessive daytime sleepiness, which I've got, nightmares, which I get, so really active, really specific, uh, clear, lifelike dreams. Do you have anything, like, repetitive that you keep experiencing? No. Okay. Sounds personal to you, though. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, no, tell us not. about it. <laughs> What's that like? It's not, it's not, but what is the scariest nightmare that you've had uh, recently? Uh, so 
um, well, this morning when my toes were clamping, I, I somebody was sawing off my toes <laughs> in my dream with my uh, with with a saw. Holy uh, fuck, that is real specific, <laughs> man. I gotta say, like I the first two sound awful. Insomnia, like fuck that. Sleepiness during the day, that's really bad. Now the, I, I love nightmares. I actually do really enjoy a good well, nightmare. Well, then you should get Parkinson's. I got to <laughs> get myself some of those Parkinson's that's going but the, around. But the REM behavior disorder is where I act out my dreams oh. as they're happening. Oh. Whoa. So, it, so, so wait, like, we're, like were, were you kicking the fucking saw guy off your toes? Well, or you're punching people or you're tr- like, I'll, I'll kick like out of my bed in the open air or I'll punch like we live in the attic area, so I pu- or sleep in the attic area, so I punch the ceiling. Oh wow! Or, or nearly my wife sometimes. So. I punched oh. my wife right in the mouth once oh. while I was sleeping. And you uh, should start the sentence with "while I was sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, please, yeah. that should be next time. Oh, yeah, you want to redo that? Please those, don't isolate that. Those need to be the Donna, first please words. Do not ever isolate that. <laughs> while <laughs> I was sleeping, I punched my wife right in the mouth. Um, but I did. I, I I gave her a big old haymaker. Um, uh, in, as I, it was one of those dreams where, you know, where you fall asleep and you, as you're falling asleep, you, you fall off your skateboard or whatever and you go, and yeah. you, you jolt back awake. I did that, but my jolting back awake was, was a perfectly formed haymaker up and over and right down on her, right on her oh. button. Oh. And, um, oh my gosh, her, her poor face, Brady, like literally thought that I was just. Today's the day I'm going to start beating you. Like that that was like she just thought I was just angry or something, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 baby, baby, I'm so sorry." And she's like, "Why? Why? Why? I don't know why. I don't know why." Yeah, that's so. So a lot of people end up getting separate beds. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. We haven't yet because my wife's like, "It's not that bad," but she'll like wake me up and my elbows like punch in her nose. My wife just got another boyfriend, so uh, (laughs) that was the remedy for that. I was gonna say while I've been sleeping, I've also um, elbowed Maddie a a bunch of times. I just i I seem to like twitch when I'm falling asleep all all the time, but it's the worst on airplanes. It's kind of recent, especially especially if I'm sitting in the middle. Uh, on the airplane, and you're Jerry, doing it on doing the way. way you're here, doing it on the way out here. It's yeah, really funny. And, and like, you always have to like apologize to the people next to you. And I'm always worried that there's going to be like drinks on the on on the uh, tray table, and I'm just going to smash them all. I've off. done that once. Uh, yeah, because I like to hold my drink while I fall asleep. I don't know why. <laughs> what? I that's, don't know why. You're dangerous. But I just yeah, that's, I like to live dangerously, and I just hold it. And one time I was doing that, I was holding a cup of water that was half full, and I I dozed off, and then I just I I mean listeners can't see this, but like. The motion of bringing your your like your 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 hand to your shoulder, so just bending your elbow really hard. I just did that like suddenly, and I just basically took the water, splashed it in my own face, and the lady next to me was just like, "Oh!" and I was like, "Oh my god, oh god, I'm sorry, you I'm mean, sorry." But like, you mean you mean like you like holding your drink like it's sitting on the tray it's table, sitting on the tray. You're not like, just holding it in your lap. No, 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 because no, no, I'm not a fucking animal. <laughs> Yeah, I got it's my probably because you're afraid that the vibration of the plane, yeah, yeah. will will like because it slowly yeah. works its way towards yeah, and then it'll just fall in your lap. That's right. So I got it in my hand. Yeah, but then I just I just I basically like like sea bassed it, like <laughs> chucked it over the shoulder. Anyway, um, um, neuropathy. Back to your... Neuropathy is uh, in short pins and needles. Okay. 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 Cool. Sweet. Uh, so you can also get restless legs, which I've gotten, and nocturia, no, no, nocturia, which is uh, just frequent nighttime urination. Oh, that oh, sounds. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, not Wait. not like pissing yourself, no. but like, like just waking up. But you can you can have extreme urgency with this as yeah, well because yeah. you 
uh, I recently went to the urologist because I have problems keeping a solid stream. Oh, okay. Little uh, trickles? Uh, or spray or like I, there's just no control. And so um, – Wait, 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 Larry. Yeah. So late. Like it could dribble out or it could like wildly spray in any right. direction? Yeah. It's Whoa, that's so crazy. awesome. I've never heard of that. Yeah, no. It's it's really exciting. Well, that, what, yeah. what, <laughs> if you stand up, be, you better be at a urinal. Yeah, yeah. What, what causes that though? Is it like – The um, Parkinson's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In short. Well, like is it like, like the same type of thing that would cause like shaking? The shaking? Well, so think about uh, communication from your brain to the left side of your body to the right side of the body. Like it's communicating <laughs> okay to the left side and very slow to the right side. So it, when you pee or you poop or whatever, there's contractions and there's relaxations, mm-hmm. but my body doesn't it, – it's not in tune. Right. So – it's like t- giving mixed signals and oh, wow. mixing those up. And so, so it's different than like – It's like a la carte. Like you, you show right. up to the bathroom. You're like, what's going to come I out now? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or will it come out? Because you, sure. you have a delay. You're like, come on, anytime now. You're just sitting there for 20 minutes trying to pee. Yeah. I hate that feeling of – like I get that sometimes when I stand in a urinal that's like a full wall full of urinals. I'm like, yeah, pee won't come out now. Shy kidneys. I'm always like that if I'm, uh, if I'm a little stoned. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, I like to have the, the separators between the urinals. It just gives me more privacy. Yeah. yeah. And then the anxiety starts to build because yep. you're standing at the urinal and nothing's happening and you're going. The person behind you is Oh, like, yeah. They're like, like come on, going, man. You're going, the person behind me can see between my legs. And they're probably thinking, why isn't he pissing? Yeah, That's going, what I do in my head. And they're going, why can't, why can't, I, see, yeah. why can't I see his dick from, from between his legs? Is it really small? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the, uh, That's not normal. I, I, always, I always feel really self-conscious if my pee is, like if, I'm, if I have like the <laughs> longest pee ever and i'm like i'm st- i promise i'm still peeing i'm not just standing here and having stage fright like i'm actually i've actually been peeing for the last minute and that's a half. such a weird flex that is a, yeah that is what a great yeah. what a great yeah. little conversation about how how insecure we feel <laughs> when, we, when we urinate publicly next time i walk up to a, a full bank of urinals that's just they got people standing at everyone i'm gonna be like guys it's okay it's okay if you're struggling right now if you feel Self-conscious about this, it's okay. I yeah. would walk out so fast. <laughs> oh Do it. Well, you're just publicly acknowledging everyone's insecurity. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. no, We're all equally insecure here. <laughs> yeah. That would uh, be really. I, if somebody did that and I was standing there, I'd be like, "Thanks, man." Be like a busker on a subway, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so all this stuff just this is all new to you. Yeah, it, well, relatively it, it, new. Yeah, it, and, and that's the thing with Parkinson's. I mean, there's like 42 different th- symptoms and things that can go crazy. Like they call it a motor disorder, but it's there's like five motor things that can go on and then there's like Ooh. 30 some, you know, other it, internal it, things. Like you apathy and dis- yeah. depression as symptoms as opposed to just reactions to what you're It going really through. is um I was having this conversation uh, at our live show the other night with uh, a former guest of ours, Joanna, about uh, Ellers Danlos and how um, similar to how we've had multiple conversations now about Parkinson's, um, we have had multiple conversations about about um, Ellers Danlos syndrome and how every time it's almost like we've laid the foundation before, so we can go a little bit we can go a little bit deeper on it the next time, and how you how. Like with Parkinson's, at the surface, the thought is you have Parkinson's, you shake. And you go, it's a motor it's a motor function thing and it's a shaking thing. And then when you actually think about how that 
that's like the superficial, that seems like the superficial aspect of it. And when you apply that same principle to a bunch of other stuff, you then start going, yeah, well, I have like trouble peeing and I have trouble like defecating and like I have trouble doing all these things and, and the sleeping and the neuropathy. And you start to think about how this little superficial thing that everyone relates to Parkinson's on the surface, it's like, which isn't shit. even the Parkinson's, right? The shaking isn't even the Parkinson's, right? Well, the shaking is the, 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 the trimmer. Drug. Well, the trimmer is the Parkinson's. Oh, okay. The dyskinesia, which right. is the rocking movement that you see yes. Michael J. Fox doing, right. that's the drug. That's the drug. So, that's that, the drug. interestingly, mm. after Japan, I got back. I was all fucked up. So for like two straight weeks, I was having these extreme dyskinetic fits where they'd last like an hour long. Right. I was losing weight. It was great. Yeah. Uh, but like I'd be there trying <laughs> to- Constant work. Like, you just put run, music on so people <laughs> don't feel confused. Yeah, and like, oh, I guess Larry's my, just dancing today. My 10-year-old would climb me like a roller coaster and get yeah, on board. Yeah, you know? yeah. uh, but I'd be like at work, you know, in front of a group of people trying to do a meeting and suddenly I'm like break dancing. It was, right. It was weird. How does that, how, how, I mean, I obvi- you're very open about it. You've got a radio show. I mean, like- how we call it a podcast. We got a po- <laughs> we got it. We call it a podcast in the in the bit in the biz. Yeah, well, you know. Um how how does that go down? Is that is that now something that is did that have to evolve? Did people have to get co- like com- people are not like people comfortable, comfortable with it no with matter it? what? I mean they, they they're they're supportive. Yeah. But that was the first time most of the people had seen the extreme effects of the Parkinson's because how, how it you, doesn't show up it publicly a lot. It's mostly my battle. How did you right. perceive like their how they were f- feeling about it? Did you, you mean you feel with their eyes wide open, like oh my god, do we need to call nine one one? Right. <laughs> Should have done what Brian likes to do at the urinal and go, listen, guys, everyone, it's okay, it's okay. And did but did you feel, yeah, did you did. feel I, that way? I, I said, listen, <laughs> this is called dyskinesia. It's I'm getting it because my yeah. meds are off. Uh, it's just, it could be here for the next hour. So we're not going to pause this meeting for that. So let's just keep talking. And- yeah. Hey, sometimes it just takes like acknowledging the obvious thing that's happening in the room to make everybody feel comfortable with yeah, it. And that's, true. you know, yeah. cause it could go two. it could go, it could go two ways. I feel it could go that way where you, where you say, Hey, this is what's happening. FYI, don't worry. I'm not dying. Uh, this is just something that's happening. Or there could be, you know, like a, re- a, a contraction, like a right. like a like a personality contraction off. and, well, you, and you, feeling you have to make judged. a choice. Yeah, I mean, as the person going through it, you either have to acknowledge it, or you have to like pretend it's not happening. Yeah, which is harder. Yeah, like I find anytime I, I find it's better just to tell the truth and be open about everything because I I can't keep I'm like my executive functions beginning to wane, so I can't keep track of all my lies. Does <laughs> Does the dyskinesia hurt? Uh, it's tiring. It's exhausting. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and so like a muscle sore. Sure. Sure. But, sure, sure. But not but other like, than that. no, it's just sort of like you're, you're, you're just, just moving, moving. You're just and moving. you can't stop it. You know, it's right. wild. Yeah. Have you like, you haven't had it while we've been here. No, no, because I, my meds are better now. Got so, it. so when you come back from like a trip, we were what, eight time zones away. So you have your morning meds and your night meds, and then they get all upside down, and oh, you're taking, course. you know. So then you, if you get too much levodopa, which is the levodopa carbidopa, yes, which is, I was going to say that. I love which, those which, words. which is the dopamine replacement. Uh, it's it's not targeted to where you need it. It's it just goes <laughs> into your brain, and so if you have too much, it just starts to overflow, and that energy's got to go somewhere. Right. Huh. On the flip side, if you don't have enough, you can also get dyskinesia. So you get it both ways. So right. you got to keep it within like this band. Mm-hmm. How do you monitor that? Is there like a like like the same way diabetics have like an insulin meter or whatever? 
No, uh, it's just kind of you start feeling feel. funny, right. <laughs> and you're like, I right. need some dopamine. Uh, for me, like every six months, my my meds are increased, uh, either in frequency or in quantity or both. Whoa! So right now, um, with all my medications, right now I'm taking over 200 pills a week just to stay upright. Whoa! Wow! I mean, to be productive. You're and, rivaling Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, I take like 40 a day. Yeah, roughly. that's a lot. Yeah. So I'm I'm taking pills now every three hours. I'm still winning, but <laughs> you, you, I mean it is a competition. It is, it is. Yeah, we I mean CF Saturday. totally wins. Yes, I, I mean almost <laughs> like, every time. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost. Uh, uh, coronavirus is probably winning right now. <laughs> uh, well, can't, can't fucking get on Twitter without ta- talking about her here. I mean, uh, if, uh, if, if you're talking about a popularity contest, then for then, sure, yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> well, but I mean, anybody who's got a disease with the coronavirus virus, I mean, your, your immune system. Oh, dude, yeah. You know, like, I mean, I got um toast. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you in the same boat? Like, like, is your immune system kind of fucky? Well, I'm sure because I'm constantly fighting this. Sure, right. Like yeah. my body's constantly, yeah, at, you know, in, internally at war. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you've got to be compromised. You, you've, you've got to be compromised. Yeah, I get in some way. Yeah. I mean, that I'm and no I'm overweight and out of shape and. <laughs> yeah, right. I do want to. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the. You mentioned briefly about like there's a symptom of like anxiety or or depression. It, yeah. Um, and and apathy. Yeah. Has how, how have you been finding that? Uh, I'm much more anxious than I used to be. So like especially if I'm um, driving or it, even in a car, it feels like I'm going to crash at all times. So I don't drive that much anymore. Really? Like maybe once a week. Maybe take the bus all where, the time. Where does that come from? Uh, that's just sort of because uh, my brain cells aren't working correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, like, I see a car coming at us. It, it, it's normal to, with the way in my head, like, ah, I'm freaking out, thinking it's going to hit us. And you've yeah. never, you, before the Parkinson's, you never really had that. Never had that. But with them. Um, and, and I find other people that have Parkinson's are anxious in cars too, like that. I'm surprised that you're allowed to drive, actually, because. With well, the, they haven't asked. <laughs> but, it, but, like, with the dyskinesia like stuff, license. right? Like, is, it's is, crazy. You should see some of the people with Parkinson's that are driving me around. I'm like, you should not have a license. But <laughs> yeah. it's the hardest thing for people to give up. I mean, right, yeah. You don't, yeah. There's people out there who don't have Parkinson's that also shouldn't have a license. So. Well, yeah, yeah, very obviously. much so. Put on display last night when we went go karting. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the apathy is a very interesting one because what is that word apathy? What, what means you don't care. You like whatever. You lack motivation. You yeah. like you, you don't. Get Get the same joy out of things that you used to get. Sure. Everything's just muted, and you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. want to do this? I don't care. That's a very interesting yeah. symptom because it's, I, f- it's because it's not. It sort of seems like it sort of seems like it's synonymous with depression, but it's not be- in the way that it's really just. I I don't care, and I've had and I've had that. I felt like that when I was on um, when I was on the uh, Dilaudid after I got after my accident. Like pain meds, just like don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, yeah nothing yeah. matters. And you also feel like that about just uh, like others in general. <laughs> yeah, <You're> like, <sighs> guys, you, genuinely- you know I have emotional things going on that I can't <laughs> help. You're generally psychopathic. Yeah, yeah, generally sociopathic. Yeah. Uh, well, that's another thing. Like with, and you probably find this too. The 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 warnings on the drug labels. Like I'm taking some drugs now. They're like, oh, yeah, causes suicidal tendencies and causes this. And it's like, 
What? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, not, like mine, uh, I've never really looked at those. Uh, I'm sure there's some drugs that I've had. Where well, because you got to take them. So I, like, I just got, I just got to take most of them. Yeah. So I don't really know, but, it, but I have taken, I have taken pills before where it's like, uh, this might make you really, really sad. So keep, you know, you might. Yeah. My, my wife has to monitor me. The other thing is it, uh, some of these drugs and the Parkinson's itself can cause, um, Excessive behaviors, so like excessive shop, like home shopping, oh, or, really? or or really? or, or sec, hypersexuality, right? Uh, you know, yeah. So it, it's it can home get home shopping. Yeah, you, they ask you about that every time you go to the to the neurologist. They're like, uh, do you find yourself shopping more than you should? Do you find yourself, you know, I wonder what, like, what what's the fucking deal with that? Like, what, like, why is it? Because you, you just can't control. I mean, what gambling is another one. Sure, because like, like, I guess when you buy, like, I, I there's the thrill. It, yeah. it, it, it actually dopamine. produces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was right. just thinking that. I wonder if there's any. Uh-huh. Is that the tie? Oh, sure, for sure. Yeah. So, have you had any of those excessive behaviors? No, uh, kind of the opposite. Yeah, like you're uh, selling. You're just selling. <laughs> <laughs> you well, open so, up a Shopify store. In one of the episodes, my my wife and I went to a uh, sex counselor uh, be, when after we realized we hadn't had sex in a year. Right. And trying to figure out, okay, what's that about? You yeah. Know? And, and, you know, and we hadn't really talked about it to each other. And what we found is, you know, because I'm in pain a lot or, or moving weird, she's like, I don't know how to touch you. I don't know if it's okay, when, how, yeah. where. And, you know, and a lot of times I'm not up for it. A lot of times she's not up for it because she's taking care of the kid and the home and me and everything else. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, trying to find, you know, figure out that conversation has yeah. been uh, challenging. What was, that, what was that experience like? For you, seeing the the therapist, like, was that helpful? For sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, she gave us some tips and tools and, like, just sort of like, you know, you've planned your sex outings for all of your life. You knew on Tuesday, Friday night, you were going to go out. You yeah. were going to get some. We've always planned it. But for some reason, scheduling sex seems unsexy, even That's though right. we've always done it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so schedule it when you're at your peak. Like if you're best in the morning, then you got to figure out how to do that. Or yeah. if, if you need separate beds, great. But like when it's time for romance, you got to figure out how to make the room yeah. more romantic and you know, take the time and, and be, be thoughtful and intentional about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of those things that, like, I mean, when it comes to, like, living with a chronic illness and, and and you know, being intimate with your partner who also doubles as your caretaker, like, that that tool to schedule mm. your sex is is so important. But that that tool is also, like, very helpful and useful and important for people for, for, for anybody, anybody everybody yeah, yeah, totally. that like might come up against a wall in their sex life with yeah. their partner. If you, know? if you don't have sex, I think they said 10 times a year, you're in a sexless marriage. A sexless marriage, yeah. Right, because, I mean, you can't, you can't, like, well, in terms of the caretaker part, I mean, th- those lines start to get blurred. Man, so Esther heavy. Perel, she, she talks about that so well um, in her in her book called Mating in Captivity. But like, there's a whole, there's a whole section about like, about uh, uh, the 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 inability to play both roles. Mm-hmm. Oh know, yeah, like to play the the caretaker and to play the lover. It's it's well, and then there's the is it caretaker care partner? Yeah, yeah, or partner mm-hmm. in or yeah. mm-hmm. you know. It, it, mm-hmm. So there's a you know depending on how far along you are on something. You're, like my wife's not th- taking care of me, but she's yeah. my partner in this yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so there's things that she does have to do. She does more of the cooking and more of the cleaning and more. Yeah. Like I, I'm just not able to do everything. I'm exhausted half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
But we did early on. We met a guy whose whose wife had died from uh, uh, MSA, which is a form of Parkinson's, but it's c- called a Parkinson's plus disease, which means Parkinson's plus death. That's essentially what it means. Oh wow! Um, and because regular Parkin like Parkinson's doesn't necessarily lead to well, everybody's going to die. Death. Right? Yeah. And so with Parkinson's, you just like fall down the stairs instead of dying from the disease. So right, they right, don't call right. it dying from Parkinson's. Right, right. Parkinson's like indirectly would be like, like your system cause you system to... failure. Yeah, right. Uh, and he goes, "Listen, uh, I wanted to be my wife's partner, uh, care partner." Uh, and after a year, she fired me because she didn't want a care partner. She wanted her husband back. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we hired somebody to do that role. <laughs> And, and there's going to be come a time where we want that, and I want my wife, I, and that we can hire a nurse or something. If yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta make that decision. Did um, you have um, with your, um, with your marriage? Have you had the? Um, from my, I'm relating to this from the from the like the short period of time where I was like incapacitated, and all of a sudden Kyla had to do like every single thing around the house, and I mean that just added so much stress for 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 a while sure you know obviously i was able to come back to it whereas you know you have a progressive condition has that been something that's been like challenging to tackle with your wife in terms of how so many things all of a sudden get shifted onto one person yeah and some of it has to do with ability and just exhaustion and some of it just has to do with apathy and so then it's figuring Mm -hmm. out what can i do Mm -hmm. and what what do i need to keep because i sort of given up like there's moments where you're just like, I'm done. Check mm-hmm, right. me out. Like, you do everything. And, and then uh, we don't say that out loud, but it just sort of like happens that way, like mm-hmm. over time. Uh, and then I realized, well, I still can empty the dishwasher. I'm going to break a few glasses every now and again, which I, I'm really good at. <laughs> uh, and, and then, but, and I can cook once or twice a week. Um <laughs> Kyle would be so excited <laughs> if I was if you like could even cook once. <laughs> if well, I was and like, I say that, I and my wife's probably week. laughing because she's like, once or twice a month, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, with the with, I'm glad you, that you came back to that the apathy because I was wondering. You mentioned your wife when you were talking about that, but do you have any specific techniques or anything that you do in those moments, or are you able to like acknowledge that you're feeling that way in that moment and try to do? specific things to make yourself feel better? No, I, it's hard for me to notice it, although it, she notices it just with my language or how often I bring up stuff or like I, I just really need a break or mm. whatever. Like right now yeah. I'm I'm going through a pretty apathetic period right now where it's like it's hard to get excited about things. It's hard mm. to engage. It's hard to focus. Mm. Um, and like for me with the drugs, like when my drugs are wearing down, I can feel it. And I begin to zone out. And so, like, I'll be in the kitchen. I'll just be, like, looking off into the distance. She'll be like, hey, is it uh, medication time? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Have you ever felt – have you ever – can you relate to that idea of, of, of like, not feeling sad but – Apathy, yeah. 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 I mean, it's a crazy yeah. feeling. Like, it's very unique. I went through I, – I went through, like, a year of my life where I was kind of feeling that way. And um, for me, it, it required – uh, honing more in on on what I'm passionate about and spending more time focusing energy on doing that stuff to kind of but that's a to, lot of to, masturbation 
Yeah, it is. It was. You know? It was like 12 hours a day, and things were getting really raw. Oh, God. Brian, Brian's hands are just covered in hair. I it's should like tell you, Brian says burn. that his calluses are from going to CrossFit. Yeah. Dude, but I, those calluses were from whacking it. I, I feel so bad for you. You guys are Johnson. disgusting. I was making an important point about um, it's uh, also spending calloused. more time doing things that you're passionate about, because I feel like that's a way oh, to re God. reignite that... Um, that motivation. And you know what? It, you guys make fun of me a lot for like uh, <laughs> masturbating for ex- excessively. <laughs> for Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this very short break. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. All of us are figuring out how to keep our bodies and minds healthy in these shifting circumstances. That might be especially hard for some of us. If you think someone you know might be having a hard time, do your part to be there for them. And hey, while you're at it, be there for yourself too. Jack.org's Be There resource acknowledges the fact that we don't always know what to do or say for those around us showing signs of struggle. It's easy to stumble on our words, make things about yourself, and forget to listen. We are all guilty of it. And it can feel especially daunting during times like this, when many of our relationships have become virtual. Don't be too hard on yourself. Take a deep breath and follow the five golden rules. Say what you see, show you care, hear them out, know your role, and connect to help. And remember, these are just tips. Supporting someone means constantly educating yourself. There is so much more to learn, and we're here for you. Head to bethere.org for more. Okay, so so this is you talking about the apathy that you've run into in your day to day. Yeah, so that's why I was asking Larry about his like, techniques because like that, that yeah. to me, that so, was a thing. So that what worked. I've done and so to that point is I've started taking uh, improv courses. Fuck yeah, oh, Larry. Yeah, nice. yeah, so we have a troupe called Improv for Parkinson's. So we're all we all oh, have Parkinson's. No way. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I'm now I'm taking classes uh, down at Granville Island now, uh, oh. and, and and then we're, our troop gets together. We do charity things, and that is sick. And we, we've awesome, got a yeah. we got a teacher that teaches us the different rules. Yeah. And stuff. So what kind of uh, like are you guys doing heralds or like what like what kind of what kind of stuff are you guys doing? Are you are you are you doing are you doing like we're just doing games right now, like Canadian improv games type stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, so this is the same place where Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery. Yeah. yeah. Got oh, their cool. fame, so yeah. so it, it's sort of like whose line is it Very anyway? Cool. And so Sweet. we go on stage and we play some games, and the audience suggests stuff. And <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So it's funny. so so fun. Does so the audience fun. ever feel wrong laughing? Well, because we don't. <laughs> it's not even about Parkinson's. We no, just yeah, happen to have just, it. Yeah. I'm imagining. Yeah. I'm imagining all of you. With um, that would be really funny if it was just improv, but it had to be like it's like someone yells out like tomato salad, and you're like. All right, tomato salad, and it's gotta. We gotta. It's gotta be revolver on Parkinson's as well. So <laughs> this is like, I'm imagining. I'm. Ima- what's the symptom called again from the from the drugs? Dis- uh, dyskinesia. Dyskinesia. I'm imagining all of you 
having dyskinesia and sort of like like having like really kind of wacky body movement. We're the like, ocean. Well, <laughs> some people have really extreme tremors, and they're like, yeah. "Do I acknowledge that in every scene?" They're like, "When, when it's relevant, great. If not, sure, just ignore yeah. it." I mean, it's a, it it's a beautiful gift in yeah. in the world of improv because it it could be used as it can be used as a prop or not. Such, yeah, so good. I mean, so I, so here's my first night oh, on stage. Fuck, okay, dude, I love that. So four, we did four weeks of rehearsals, and then we had our first show. And I get on stage, my nose starts bleeding profusely. Oh now, my god! I, I've been having severe nosebleeds. I've been in the hospital for them, Whoa. so I had a clamp with me. So is, this, is this Parkinson's or is this uh, kind of okay? Okay. So uh, it's so I, I'm actually uh, so I've got this clamp that I got from the from the from the squad who picked me up here at the radio station because I couldn't stop my nose from bleeding. Uh, and so I go backstage, I clamp it. I'm like, okay, here we go. So I went back on stage with this. Big ass clamp on my nose. I'm like, what? Well, you know, it's improv. It's improv yeah, it's Who perfect. cares? Yeah. Um, and, and so that was my first experience with it. Turns out I was taking a daily baby aspirin for about three years. And the baby aspirin thinned my blood so much I could no longer clot my own blood. But it took oh, no. like three weeks for the doctors to work with my my medical team to figure out what it was causing these Whoa. nosebleeds that landed me in the, in the ER both here in Vancouver and in Toronto. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. That man, I, 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 isn't that like the most standard question that's on every medical form you've ever filled out? Like, are you taking medication? And you'd say well, yeah, but I'm taking so many. Go. Nobody thinks the baby, baby aspirin is going to be causing yeah. right, right, lots right. of baby aspirin. Right. Well, why are we taking the baby aspirin? Well, it's supposed to you know be preventative for heart. heart attack and stroke, but they've changed that now. Unless you've had a heart attack and stroke, don't take a daily uh, low dose aspirin. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That man. That's that's so, that just sounds. B- b- bonkers to me that that was even a thing that yeah. we were like that they were like yeah just take take it yeah just take one a day so keeps the heart attacks away so do you do you <laughs> notice um like when you go and and do improv do you do you feel um does that like sense of invigoration almost? oh does that for sure ca- it's so fun well could you get you still get the butterflies and you still yeah. you, it's still yeah. performing and you know i was a performer in high school and so i i, I loved it yeah i you know I, I so to relate to that like when we we hadn't done a live show since October, and mm-hmm. I hadn't done any public speaking since October. And so from October until basically two days ago, um, I, I was like – I was having some like legit, legit apathy. And I go through like really deep bouts of it. Uh, funny that I just was like, "What is apathy?" <laughs> and then you guys said, I was like, "Oh, that! Oh, I, I got, got that yeah. all I got the that. time. I got that in spades." <laughs> um, uh, but the the live you were at our live show the other night, yeah. and like that, dude. Th- the moment that show ended, I went, "Oh, right. Yes, I'm gonna have a really good couple of months now." Like it's such a fucking jolt. Yeah, well, and, and for Parkinson's, especially what the improv does. So you, you're you're testing your neurotransmitters. You're, you're creating some new yeah. neural pathways. Yeah, you're you're you're. Uh, you have to listen attentively because, like, listening and, and being present is a hard thing to do. It's hard for us to keep focused on mm-hmm. things, and mm-hmm. so and and projecting our voice because mm-hmm. we start to lose our voice and swallowing problems. So, like, there's a lot of things that it actually addresses wow. uh, as we try to deal with these symptoms. Man, it's it's shit like that, like the voice, like voices and swallowing, like that. You just never, like, yeah. you never. Somebody who thinks Parkinson's, they don't think about that. A lot shit. of people die from choking because they can't swallow. Whoa, really? Oh, yeah. Jesus. It, the, this this link between um, you know the 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 alternative form of therapy that is 
improv for people with Parkinson's. Is this is this the kind of thing that you started to piece together after starting it and going, oh yeah, like there's there's this and there's this and and these these parts of the training all help with this one thing or. Did you get into it going because someone went, yo, Larry, you know, it's great for Parkinson's. So, so improv. So, so uh, Second City uh, and a Northwestern University did a study four years ago about it. No uh, shit. Yeah. About Parkinson's. Parkinson's and improv. Cool. Uh, and we wanted to replicate it. And this so, is the fucking coolest thing I've heard all year. So my neurologist February. is married to a guy who Still is one of the teachers. So my, my neurologist uh, is married to one of the guys who is a teacher at the the improv, no shit. So so we got together and we're like, okay, let's do this. So we did a beta test last fall, and then this January they started doing regular classes at uh, the University of British Columbia Me- wow. uh, Medical Center for no uh, for anybody with a neurological disease. Whoa, Man, cool. I am so stoked about this. I, so I'm like, I cannot wait to send this to my 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 high school drama teacher, who's still like a very good friend of mine. But she was also my improv coach. And like improv, improv is ha- improv's. I, I we probably wouldn't be sitting here if it mm. wasn't for like improv. Like that, like it is. It was the gateway for me to realize that that performance is like such a such a deep seated like yeah. need in my life. Well, and so I should say it's Vanco- so Vancouver excited. Theater Sport over at Granville Island. They've been yeah. great. Uh, real supportive, They're, and then they have us going out and doing charity stuff with them, and oh, man. Uh, it, it, it's it's amazing. And then they're helping UBC set up their program, yeah. and, uh, and and they're going to do some testing on it here as well. Dr. Sylvie Crestwell's monitoring it, and no, you know, so yeah, so it's really cool. I that mean, is super. It's cool. so much more fun than exercise. Yeah. Something that's really uh, like in, well, when you think when you think about how when you think about the dopamine aspect of you know you get up like you just said, Jer you're apathetic for this period of time. And then we do, you know, we speak and then we do a live show and it's like, whoa, you get the rush. Yeah. Like the audience responds. There's laughter. People are having a good time. And the difference between the dopamine that comes from an experience like that versus the dopamine that comes from taking a drug. And again, not to like, not to, I don't want to, I don't want that to come across as like, don't take the drug that gives you dopamine, just fucking perform. <laughs> um, because obviously that's not the reality. Find your thing. But the way that, when you take a drug that creates dopamine, then it, then it, then you, then it, you have the, the the cliff drop off, versus versus something like a performance that can have this like very lasting effect because it's, I don't know, is it is it because it it's more like core? Yeah, I, mean, I, your, I don't know. I don't know what the science would be there. Like, it, it, well, it's it's more than dopamine. It's serotonin. Yeah, it's, I mean, right. it, it's releasing all those drugs in your yeah. brain. Yeah, and it's it's like a it's cortisol, a overall, like, deep feeling of just like of purpose. You know, yeah. it's like I don't I don't think. Yeah, not just dopamine. I mean, yeah, I'd I'd yeah. love to. I'd love yeah Spiritu- I'd love, spiritually. Um, you know, I'd love to like, know like yeah. that. I'd love to read the study <clears throat> to see what the. I'll send it to you. And and, and mm-hmm. if they and if they, I wonder if they talk about it all. The difference between the difference yeah. between taking taking a drug that produces these things in your well. Brain so versus, what the, what the study at Northwestern ultimately found is it didn't increase uh, the UPDRS scores, which is how they measure subjectively how far along you are in your Parkinson's. Okay. Uh, but what it did do is it improved quality of life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Mm-hmm. Um, out, of, out of curiosity, does it, does it cost money for you to take those yeah, classes? For sure. But you can get, I mean, they provide scholarships to folks. Right. I was, cause I was just going to, I wanted to kind of reiterate the point that like finding something that you're passionate about and taking part in uh, a number of different things and trying a number of different things can, can uh, be so beneficial to your mental health, but also like 
you know, I'm just kind of like acknowledging the fact that a lot of this stuff costs money oh, because sure. I was thinking about, um, like over the last year I've done <clears throat> dance classes. My girlfriend and I took, uh, some hip hop dance classes and it was so much fun and I love doing mm. it, but like ultimately <laughs> doing that on a regular basis costs money. And then like I go to CrossFit, I go to the gym, I do other things like going to yoga and stuff. Well, when there's and, scientific papers behind it, I mean, you start to think about whether those things could be. You're going to pay for a PT, you're going to pay for an OT, you're going to pay for yeah. a speech right, therapist. Right. And I guess the, the point that I'm making is that, like, you know, this is really great, but, like, people who come from, like, people who are in, like, shittier socioeconomic situations who, like, it's like, hey, get into something that you'd be passionate about. But you know, anybody can do things. improv. Go which, on YouTube yeah. and I, learn. Well, I was just going to say, that, which is a good point, Brian. I think there there's definitely something to be said for that. Mm. Um, but also, to, to, just, to just add another point to that is that you – you also don't necessarily need to pay to do right. those things, whether whether it's improv or whether it's dance, mm. learning dance, or whether it's even even working out. Like you, there, man. YouTube really is everything you would need to learn anything and everything. It's mm. like it, which which you can't get that through. Uh, through seeing an OT or seeing yeah. a mm. you know a massage mm. therapist or whatever. Like there is there we we do live in a time where. Granted, it is much, maybe much easier and, and like, uh, uh, to, to feel driven to like go to a place and be with a group of people to learn this one thing. But like, yeah, yeah. you, you, you really, if you really wanted to, yeah, you right. really just could. You could, yeah. you could go to your local library and pick up a book on improv and read it and then grab a couple of friends and go, hey, let's well, like, let's, I'm thinking play. about What's it. a book? I'm thinking about <laughs> it from the, from, book? I'm thinking about it from the insurance perspective of going, hey, this improves, this improves quality of life. And there's studies that show that that's the thing. And, um, you know, again, not that, not that it should replace a drug or replace a treatment that we know is effective and works, but, but that's not um, how it works, though. No, right? Sorry, like you can't go to your insurance company and go, "Hey, I, there's a research here." So, like, uh, well, well, I mean, well, no, it's not your insurance not, company's not an individual, not an individual person. But over time, if enough people do that, right. that's well, how that happens. Like, right, we, yeah, insurance yeah, yeah. companies have started to pay for people to, um, for people's like yoga memberships and things because, sure, because it's shown like if it's you do this, or, it's preventative measure. You're going to, I mean, from the insurance company's perspective, it is, it's, it's cost, it's reducing their cost because they're less likely to have to pay right. stuff out. That's more expensive. Like yeah. going to a massage therapist, man, or if whatever, we lived in a world or, you where know. you could, where improv could be an insure, like you could, that could be a, <laughs> a thing you could write off through insurance. Listen, I would love that world, Every, but also I, I can't ever imagine that actually being it. Like just saying. yoga is a, yoga is Everywhere, but it's like I, there's, but it's there's, the other, there's no there's no it, there's not improv studios any, on every fucking yeah, well, corner next to a Starbucks and between any, a any school, but at one any time school anywhere that has a theater department has somebody who knows how to do improv and they could provide free improv yeah. once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's making the argument that something that could be beneficial and is preventive could be subsidized and Good. and in relation to drugs. Super cheap. Well, let's yeah, talk yeah. about drugs. Drug uh, pharmaceutical companies, isn't that? Aren't they great? Yeah. Oh they, man, they're yeah. some of my it's favorite corporations. They, it's funny. They are great. They, they are, are not. great. They are great. Right? I love like, them. Listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be as functional as I am without them. But then it, it can be frustrating as hell. I mean, you know, uh, mm. there's this um, drug called Cinemet, which is the levodopa carbidopa. But it's Cinemet is the brand name by Merck, and they were the first in, so they have mm. the. The, the the gold standard. Yeah, they stopped producing it uh, a year and a half ago. Why? 
Does that uh, they're, they're supply uh, chain changing supply chains? Okay. Um, and what they didn't realize, what they didn't do is they didn't tell anybody it was coming, and so the the um, the generics didn't increase their production. So then now, now there's a worldwide shortage. Of course. And the the generics aren't as effective. So now everybody's increasing their level of drugs that they're taking. And you get to a certain point of taking this drug, and then they're going to do brain surgery on you. So now there's these unnecessary brain surgeries happening all over the world. Because of the lack. Yeah. Whoa. That's. I mean, the the trigger is just That sounds like a class action lawsuit if I've ever heard one. No. (laughs) But you don't have to manufacture a drug if you don't want to. I guess. Right. What is there? Are they doing? Anything? Well, they were supposed to. They were supposed like, to bring it back this hard. July, but now they've just delayed it again until next spring. Right. Whoa. Yeah. So, so like I'm to the point now where uh, my I'm going back to the neurologist in April, and he told me last time he goes, if your symptoms aren't improving, we're going to put you on the list for brain surgery. Whoa. Oh, so what do they do if they do brain surgery? They do surgery on your brain. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, so what, what they do, surgery do, they, they, do they, they drill some holes in there, <laughs> in your in your head, and they insert some probes uh, that oh, go they, into your substantia Niagara, yeah. and then they tie it to basically like a pacemaker that I can control with a remote control, and it'll 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 deliver the the same effects as the levodopa carbidopa, but just directly to my brain. Whoa, that's fucking wild. So basically, so you can turn like it up a, and turn it down. Basically, like, like an insulin pump, but for your brain and for yeah. dopamine. Yeah, dude. Whoa, science, science, man. We live in the fucking future. But we've well, been we living in the future. Yeah, yeah. we don't really want to live in that future where you have to do that, though. Like, no, of course so, not. But <laughs> goddamn, well, it's fucking crazy. It's, at, at least one of the options. It, at least, least is there. Yeah, soon they'll have some stem cell options. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great uh, futures there. Was just listening to a guy on uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, what's his name? He's the he's the Aubrey de Grey, mm. oh, the yeah. age, the, uh, age uh, guy, age guy, and he was talking about stem cells and the stem cell research going into Parkinson's, and it's it seems extremely promising. So, so, so I'll tell you, there's there's a study going on in Kyoto right now where they can take a skin cell, make it a stem cell, and then turn it into a dopamine cell, right? And then they're they've now implanted into six different people, uh, and those six people are going to be the test case. But and we, and is that is that is that like potentially a cure, or 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 a, or the next best thing? I just talked to the head of research for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And I asked that question: like, is stem cells? Do we see that as a cure? And he goes, not with the technology we have today. Mm. He right. goes, however, the you know in the future, uh, the idea is: what if we could program your brain to fix the cells by itself? Mm. Kind of like Terminator, right? That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and so that's 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 like if you look into the future, that's what they're hoping to be able to do. Man, but wild. Larry, we were talking about um, stem cells. You and I were talking about stem cells the other night. Um, I, I was asking, I think I was asking you if you, because we were talking about um, chronic Lyme and how there are different treatments that you can go to and, and some that aren't available in you know Canada and the United States, mm-hmm. but you have to go elsewhere to get them done. And stem cells are a thing that are not widely available, but there's some people going ahead and doing them anyway. But there's a lot of, there's um, doctors that say stem cell treatment is actually ineffective because the techniques that they're using, even though the idea and the concept of stem cells makes sense, the techniques that they're using don't actually efficiently do the job that they're supposed to be doing. There there are a lot of people uh, at the intersection of greed and, um, and vulnerability. 
And when you are down and out in a disease, you're willing to pay just about anything for the possibility of help. Mm. Uh, and there's a lot of people ready to take advantage of that. Mm. Uh, right now, there's only one U.S. You know, uh, FDA certified stem cell treatment in the world, and it's for blood disorders. Everything else is experimental and not government regulated. So if you're paying fifty thousand, could be hocus pocus. It could be a flim flam. Yeah, yeah. If you're paying fifty thousand dollars to go to Mexico to fix your Parkinson's, Flimbus. it's BS. Mm, mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. And and the only reason I bring that because I don't know all the details and I don't necessarily want to dive too much into it. But it's like, hey, like be be careful. Be careful. Here, here here's what I'll tell you. Uh, there's a great podcast called Bad Batch from Wondery. Uh, it's all about stem cell and sort of the hocus-pocus nature of some of these organizations. There's like 700 stem cell therapy uh, facilities just in the United States that are doing procedures that are not government regulated. Mm. Uh, and some of them end up giving you bad batches of stem cells. and it just Which could like lead to cancer and stuff Or like that, death. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and it was also something that like there, was, there was a guy about. over in your guys' neck of the woods uh, last <laughs> year who they found uh, he had stem cells out of the country 20 years ago and that he had nose cells growing on his spine. Nose Whoa. cells? No, like, like on my face nose? Yes. But on his spine? On his spine. Wait, but what does Fuck. that look like? Does that look like you're actually growing a nose? I, on your spine, I, I don't know. Like look it up, cells? though. Uh, let's yeah, uh, look let's take a look. <laughs> um, and then uh, – uh, 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 you know, uh, this week, uh, well, uh, I'm doing one on stem cells. So oh, cool. I interviewed her, but then I also have interviewed a lot of people about like the potential of stem cell therapy for Parkinson. Is, uh, you're, you're recording it or it's released? It's going to release, uh, this, uh, Wednesday. Okay. So we're recording this on the 1st of March. Uh, so that's out now. Yeah. You can go listen to that right now at, uh, when life gives you Parkinson's. Uh, wherever you, wherever get, you get your, your podcasts, podcasts, you know, <laughs> you, you know, podcast, Spotify, all that shit. Yeah, it's it's all all there. Yeah, how you guys? Uh, how you guys doing? You go, you hold up okay? I worry about you. Uh, you mean like in terms of our health? Yeah, I feel I feel fucking dandy. I mean, I went a little too hard after our live show. And <laughs> do you uh, get exhausted? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, like self-induced. Uh, it's for self-induced Jer. for a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I party a little too hard. Although, guys, I got to say, I've been... But, like, you were in the hospital, and then he got hit by a car, and I mean, <laughs> like, you're over here dancing like a rapper. Like, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's... It, last year was a pretty... It was a pretty whack year for yeah, in terms of health. You know, I, I was hospitalized more last year uh, than I ever have been in years. Same. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh, Anything we were, for the podcast... Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's just good quality <laughs> content. We were we were talking about um, and Jerry, you mentioned it, and we talked quite a bit about apathy on this podcast. But I I find um, I've been noticing. Uh, I feel like I get a little bit of like seasonal affective disorder uh, through the winter. Oh, that's sad. And yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so so it's Total always zinger. like I think that's another reason why I'm I'm personally always trying to like do different or new things that will try to um bring out some some of that like excitement and find find uh find that catalyst to like feel passionate about doing something again so mm. um yeah like the the uh, the winter can sometimes be tough but other than that i'm i'm really healthy i gotta say though like um uh i'm not i'm not one to get swept up in in like you know like general fear or like stuff like that but uh this coronavirus thing has actually legitimately got me 
Um, it's got me thinking quite a bit and like, and, uh, do, do you want to get it? So you go quick. Oh my God. No, dude. I would, <laughs> that is the last way that I want to go out. I well, for sure don't want to go out. You're that in way. the, you're in like the vulnerable population. I'm in the vulnerable. I'm, I'm one of the, I'm one of the, the few that like that. I'm one of the 3.4% of that yeah. four, fatality or, because, or mortality rate. Because I mean, I'm assuming lots of people have probably had this thought, but if you haven't, coronavirus is is it's killing people who it's killing people people who have immune system issues already. I mean, it's not killing, not just old, those people. It's killing old people. It's not just. It's, it's not killing, just, like the doctor who discovered it, it died. Yeah, the yeah. who's thirty three or something from it. Yeah, but, but I mean, the like the biggest quantity, the biggest population of the, people that are that are that it's far as we know to yeah. are as far as we know up to this point. The 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 if you are if you are someone who is already at risk, uh, Im, like Im, immune immunosuppressant wise, then you yes you are more likely to die, but. But, the, but don't hear don't, fucked up don't fucking get it wrong, Tay. Like, don't don't sit here and think that just because you like bike every day and you, you no, look I mean, at yourself no, as a fit person and you likely. got coronavirus that you would just be like, oh, I'll be fucking fine. I don't think that less it's, likely though. You're less likely to, but yeah. it can it can like it can fuck you up. Listen to this, you know, two Chinese doctors fighting coronavirus on the front line, not having it, but doctors yeah, yeah, yeah. treating. Yeah, two Chinese doctors fighting coronavirus on the front line died. At least one from overwork after working for thirty-three consecutive days. Whoa, Whoa. that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So on this episode, we've talked about coronavirus. Yeah. And Lyme disease. Yeah. 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 yeah we've Corona we've and Lyme. We've. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What's, we should. Do uh, you got anything on bath salts? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but but it, it does. It does have me thinking, and like it's got me. You know, I'm supposed to be speaking at an event in San Diego in a couple of in a few weeks. I'm flying and to Miami next weekend. I'm yeah. a little bit nervous. Yeah, well, I got we got an email from this like event. I got an email from this event in San Diego, and they were like, "Look, if if like one person in San Diego gets gets coronavirus, the mayor may um, may literally." Shut down any events over well, one thousand, any gatherings over one thousand people. There's, there's already people, two people with it in San Diego. Oh, with in San Diego, there's two people with it. Yeah. So I maybe was, I was looking this morning. Oh fuck, really? Yeah. Well, and I'm supposed maybe to go to England. That email. I'm supposed to go to England for a conference in April. Uh, well, the conference we spoke at a couple of days ago, they're they're one of their their headlining keynote keynote speakers uh, was from London and didn't come. Didn't come be- because of because of it going around. They they did uh, they did do it. They still did their talk like LinkedIn, uh, link, like LinkedIn via like FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. They FaceTime them. But guys, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but did you're not the 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 I for sure am Netflix. I, I mean, I'm, you know, I am ex- more. you know, oh, there no. was a you know there was a new series of pandemic of ex- of explained that came out. Oh no no, like a new series of episodes of explained on Netflix. And one of the episodes like a few was, months ago. Yeah, and one of the episodes was um, on uh, like it was. I think it was called "Pandemics or Epidemics Explained," and it was talking about it was talking about pandemics and epidemics that have happened in the past. So it was like a historical re- account of everything that's happened, and it was why they're so hard to contain and yeah. why they're almost impossible to know where they're coming from. That was like. Two and a half months ago. Well, oh, dude, the literally like the day that it broke in the news that they were like coronavirus is a is actually a real thing. Netflix released a series called Pandemic. It, it was it, in my inbox and it yeah. popped up on my phone. I'm like, what? Where it went, 
Netflix uh, recommends you check out Pandemic. <laughs> That's weird we need to get Eddie Bravo in here. And well, do, you know, do you know that the Parkinson's is considered a pandemic? Really? really? So, uh, yeah, there's a doctor uh, at the uh, University of Rochester, uh, Ray Dorsey. Rochester. He's the guy that actually got me to <laughs> tell my story. He's like, we got to start telling our stories, just like at the AIDS ep- epidemic, uh, people needed to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. The number of people with Parkinson's doubled in 10 years, and it's going to double again in the next 10 years. We don't Whoa. know what causes it. We don't know Whoa. how to cure it. Whoa. But – but not, the numbers are I mean, showing. The numbers are showing. It's is that, a, is that a is that a world population thing? No, not not only. All right, because this oh. isn't like a, a doctor's podcast, and we have the ability to speculate and and come up with conspiracy theories. Do, do you have here, any here come the emails? Do you do you <laughs> do you have do you have any like? Is there any um, conversations happening in the Parkinson's community that's like, hey, you know, I think it might we, be. We think it might be this. I think it could. Yeah. Be this. So I did a whole whole podcast. Why? How did I get Parkinson's? Whoa. Uh, I, and. Um, you know, it can be genetic. Government. Yeah. So, so it can be that you passed it down from from your father, your grandfather, or whatever. But that's yeah. like less how than pop pop get it. That is less than ten percent. Um, I had a full genetic uh, genome uh, mapping, and I don't have any of the uh, genes that they've identified as Parkinson's. Um, if if you played, you know, um, contact sports. You're more susceptible to get Parkinson's because oh, really? of the concussions. So like, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, you got hit by that go kart last night, and there, if you have a concussion, you might get. To, if you've lived near a major busy road for a, a majority of your life, you could have you have more likely chance of having Parkinson's because oh, of the pollution. Pollution or sound? I wonder. Both. Agent Orange exposure. Ooh, not me. Orange is not I just feel like that's bad for. <laughs> if you were, bad for, if you were uh, pesticides, born in Vietnam in yeah. nineteen. Yeah. Pesticides are a big uh, believed to be a big contributor. Um, uh, if you're a overstressed type A workaholic, it can overstress your brain. What inflames like the different, uh, aspects of your, of your brain. Does it have anything to do with people with red hair? Cause if it, if it does red hair and workaholics, Dave Culligan, you are getting Parkinson's. Wow. <laughs> almost guaranteed. Um, and then, uh, there's a, there's a strain of synthetic heroin that will cu- give you spontaneous Parkinson's. Oh, uh, definitely. Oh, that's, That's crazy. Yes. That's the most interesting. By Spontaneous far. Parkinson's, not not like uh, not uh, temporary Parkinson's, but like no, full on, like full oh, on. You got it now. And, and the only way they can treat it is with the levodopa carbidopa. Holy shit! Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Synthetic heroin. Would well, you try heroin? Yeah, it's now, called Jeremy? MPTP. Yeah. Look you, up MPTP. Well, try, try that one. If you were uh, <laughs> if you're looking for another reason to not do heroin, <laughs> that's right. There, there you, you go. go. Your list. Uh, but I think the, the, the there's it's it's probably a combination of. G- genetics meeting the environment. So, you know, like I grew up uh, in a neighborhood where we put chemicals on our lawn. We yeah. uh, we were drinking chemicals. We had microwave ovens in our in our house. Like all these new things that were happening. Uh, so my body was just overloaded with crap over the course of time. And microwaves. Uh, that's a that's a that's a common misconception. Though. Microwaves microwaves don't uh, do anything but rub together water molecules to make things warmer. All right, that's whatever. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you could, you could, you could like. Courtesy pl- of t- uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's right. Yeah. You could literally like put your mouth up to the microwave while it's going and just like. Oh, I, I even <laughs> though I know yeah. that that's okay, I just wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know why? So Dude, that's like fan death. Yeah. Ryan and I were talking about fan death this morning at breakfast. Like we're a fan. There's a uh, overhead fan and you jump up and it just knocks <laughs> no, your head. No, the commonly held belief in Korea that. That a, a, a running fan at while you sleep with the windows closed and the door closed can prove fatal. Suck the oxygen oxygen 
oxygen out of the room. Never heard of that. I mean, that's I a. Th- I believe it. <laughs> well, here we go. We've got twenty five percent of the population. So there's also there's also <laughs> a new study out of uh, out of uh, Cedar Sinai in California <laughs> where they they time traveled uh, dopamine brain cells back to the embryonic state and oh. they were they were already damaged. So there's a belief now that people with wait, 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 with, wait. With, what did you say? They, time, uh, travel, time travel. Time travel, bro. It's time 2020. Travel. It's Corsair's time travel. <laughs> yeah. They time traveled these cells back in time and they found they were already damaged in utero. So they think that people like me with young onset Parkinson's are probably born with it and it, it's triggered wow. somehow. Oh, yeah, right. That's Can you theory. explain the time travel part? <laughs> I, I wish I could. I have not talked to the doctor yet, but I'm supposed to. As soon as I find out, I, I, it's fascinating have to me. Have you not watched a fucking a, a single movie on time travel? I've seen Looper. Yeah, yeah. And time travel. Usually, there's a machine. You get in it and you come out, and it's a different time. <laughs> it's a cellular hey, machine. Stem man. cells are amazing, man. Like because you can make them become anything, but it's it's the start of life, right? Yeah. It'll become the nose on your spine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a the I looked at that up, and it looked like. It looked like it was because they were nose cells. They weren't growing noses. They were causing tumors on the spine. Uh, scent, scent tumors? Yes. So they just smelled like uh, like caster sacks in a beaver? Oh, don't, uh, the, don't, don't they, they smell, smell like, like vanilla? vanilla? Yeah, they smell delicious. Yeah. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's the scent of heaven. Did you guys ever see that video of the guy? We should explain that get, for a second. If anybody doesn't know that. Uh, just Google caster sacks. Uh, Beaver butt glands. Yeah, there are Google there that. are beaver butt glands that th- that it's like the opposite of the gland in a skunk. They express the gland and they get whatever's in the gland out of the beaver's butt, and they use that for vanilla flavoring in tons of stuff. Yeah, you're you you've, if you've ever ever in your life had vanilla ice cream from. Uh, well, let's say like Baxter's. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, allegedly, uh, <laughs> uh, that it just that's that's uh, that's Beaver Butthole. This uh, um, this episode is sponsored by Ben and Jerry's. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> well, fuck, Larry, man, this is. Uh, I I gotta say, I'm I I always love sitting down and shooting the shit with you, and uh, and especially hearing like you know, to, hearing your exploration into your own ups and downs with Parkinson's because it's it's unlike most people's exploration into diving into a disease it's you're you're wrapping this all into uh, uh you know a production and it's storytelling storytelling yeah, is so important it it really is and like you know similar to us we 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 learn so much from doing this but like you're learning not only so much from others but I'm sure you're learning so much about yourself and uh I just think that's the fucking I think that's the tits. If you can, if you can put a, another bookmark uh, in your story for us, because um, I know we're gonna have an, another conversation down the road. Um, can you can you just let us know, like compared to where you were a year and a half ago when we last talked, like how how are you doing now? I would say when we last talked, I was um, probably on a scale of one to a hundred. I was probably at ninety percent good, uh, and now I'm probably more closer to eighty. Okay. So slowly progressing along. Yeah, and it's just different functions and different things that yeah. pr- crop up and, and how frequently. Like now I need to take a nap every day at 2 o'clock because I just can't make it through the day. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, like, well can, until you get that fucking CPAP, baby. No, I've got the CPAP. <laughs> oh, right. Got, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the, you oh, got yeah. sleep apnea, bro? Larry's got sleep apnea. Oh, bro. yeah. Sleep apnea, bro. <laughs> Dude, you guys are two peas in a pod over here. Well, uh, uh, Larry, you 
feel free to give us a call when you hit 70% and we'll do another episode. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, a year and a half from now. 10% checkups. <laughs> um, uh, where where can people find your shit? Uh, when Life Gives you, you Parkinson's is a, 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 anywhere you get a podcast. We're on all social media pl- platforms at Parkinson's Pod. Parkinson's Pod. Go check it out. Uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts right now and and uh, and leave a, a like and and leave a rating and hit the subscribe button. Here, I'll, I'll tell them what to look for. Go look for the one about the smell of Parkinson's. It's a woman who can smell Parkinson's. It's fabulous. What the <laughs> fuck? That sounds interesting. That sounds crazy. <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. We know you'll love it. Uh. Because you love Larry already. So if, you, <laughs> if you're loving this as much as we love sitting down and chatting with him, uh, you will love it. Go check it out. And uh, dude, thanks. thanks Thank for you. Us. Thanks yeah. for thanks for being here. And thanks for the studio. Thanks for hooking us up with this. Sweet Absolutely. Anytime, guys. You guys make me feel young. <laughs> um, and thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back again next week with another fantastic episode. But in the meantime, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review for our show, too. And hit the subscribe button. And tell five friends to do the same thing and to do the same thing for When Life Gives You Parkinson's. And tell five people to go to patreon.com slash sickboy and help us out with that. Because we are putting your uh, hard-earned dollars to work by being here with Larry, being here in Vancouver, and having an amazing time looking out at the mountains, having amazing conversations with new guests. So uh, thank you for that. Patreon.com slash sickboy if you want to be a superhero for us. And thanks so much to Donovan the CPAP Morgan for the amazing sound design on this show. Uh, Donovan, we wouldn't sound as good as we do without you. And thanks for making it sound like we are in one of my hip-hop dance classes, but we're experiencing dyskinesia, and everybody is reacting to that uh, because they don't know why we're not following the choreography that the dance teacher laid out for us. That's what that sounds like. Right oh, wow. 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 Oh, that was great. Wow. Whoa. Donovan. Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah, well, and thanks to uh, Take Part for the theme music. Uh, you can listen to their stuff somewhere on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know where? At the start of our episodes and at the end of our episodes. <laughs> and on iTunes. I think you can still get their shit on iTunes. Maybe, can you yeah. really? Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're not together anymore. I think if you so. look up Take Part, you can still download their shit on yeah. Apple Music. Well, uh, it's an Jared, awesome album. That, this? that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. I'm Larry. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.